Hey everybody, it's Matt. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Quick Hits episode. Uh, basically, what we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks is uh, featuring the uh, Osmosis 2020 lineup. We're going to do little profiles on each of the uh, teachers here. So I wanted to talk to you about the conference a little bit. They are one of the sponsors for um, this Quick Hits program. Um, they're trying something different, right? Osmosis is going to be set up on Globalcast, which I'm really, really excited about checking out. It's basically a very interactive platform where you're going to be able to interact with the speakers and the vendors. There's going to be lots of demos. There'll be updates. Uh, they kind of capture the flag event going on and uh, got a lot of really cool things in store. Uh, if you've never attended an Osmosis event, uh, now is the time to check it out because you can do it from the comforts of your own home. Uh, you don't have to go all the way out to San Diego, so you can at least get a little sneak peek as to what Osmosis is about. I've been going for years. I love it. I love uh, the interaction with uh, some really, really smart people. I mean, uh, the best minds in open source investigations attend these events. So uh, please go check it out. It's uh, goosmosis.com, G-O dot osmosis, O-S-M-O-S-I-S, con, C-O-N, dot com, C-O-M. Uh, so please go check it out. We're going to put the information in the show notes. Um, really, really want to check it out. The other sponsor for this program is the Investigators Toolbox. That is a resource community for private investigators. It's um, networking and there's continuing education webinars. Uh, Cynthia has uh, contributed content. Kirby Plissis has also contributed content. You can go check that site out. So uh, there's networking, there's education. And there's resources. We've got over 100 OSINT uh, resources plugged into that site. You can check that out at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Please go check it out. There is a, um, a special uh, going on right now to join. For a limited time, you can get a reduced fee. So, okay, so we're going to uh, jump in with today's guest. And uh, I thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, without further ado, welcome to Quick Hits. Welcome to the Osmosis 2020 Quick Hit segment. For the next nine weeks, we'll be giving you some behind-the-scenes content with conference speakers. This week, we have Justin Seitz. Justin Seitz is the co-founder of Dark River Systems, Inc., a Canadian security intelligence company. Justin has authored two books on developing hacking tools, is the creator of Automating OSINT.com training platform, and the creator of Hunchly, an open-source intelligence collection tool for investigators. Justin's topic at Osmosis is OSINT, Capital Markets, and the Future of Investigations. Our sponsors today are OsmosisCon 2020 and the InvestigatorsToolbox.com. Now let's welcome Justin and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Hey everybody, it's Matt. Thank you uh, for tuning in to this week's edition of Quick Hits for PI Perspectives. As we've mentioned, we're... Uh, I guess following up to the Osmosis Convention in October, we're going to be interviewing each speaker. So uh, again, we were playing three-card Monty, and today uh, Justin Seitz's name came up. So uh, Justin, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, so I think most folks know you from Hunchly, right? The 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 uh, Justin Seitz name has been around for a bit. But tell me a little bit about your background, um, where you're from, uh, what you do, and uh, just to enlighten the, the listeners here. Yeah, sure. So I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, so kind of 
north central Saskatchewan and uh, north central Canada. I originally, you know, got involved uh, in IT or computers or whatever you want to call them at uh, at a young age, and then did some developer work and kind of moved around. Eventually, landing at a great company in British Columbia, where I started to really cut my teeth more in security and reverse engineering. Spent a number of years um, working as a consultant and exploit writer, penetration tester. Published a couple of books doing that and uh, transitioned in 2015 into focusing more specifically on open source intelligence and, you know, developing new techniques, that kind of thing. And it was during that time as well that, uh, you know, the genesis of Hunchly. Yeah, I, I mean, like I hear your name and I've read about you and I've, I've heard you on other podcasts before. And, and what comes to mind is like Tinkerer, right? There's a guy who's just like not satisfied with the way things are, and he's just got this obsession to do things better. Uh, that's kind of the impression I get of you. Yeah, you know that's probably that's probably pretty accurate. There's if there's you know anybody who knows me well listening to this, they'll probably be nodding their head and saying, right. "Yep, he's a thinker <laughs> for sure." There you go. Yeah, totally. So you've you've done some writing, and uh, you've been featured in Motherboard and Forbes, and you also created something called AutomatingOSINT.com. Tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, so automating OSINT originally kind of came from me just, you know, sharing the code that I had written for various, you know, research projects or, you know, I would take something like a video game and kind of write a blog post on how you can use like social network analysis to solve this video game. Uh, you know, things like that. It was really just kind of a collection of uh, ideas that I would turn into longer form blog posts to teach people how to code. Um, through that, I learned that there were a lot of people kind of in this gap between where I'd written some of my books, which was quite technical, quite specific to hacking and reverse engineering, and the people who were maybe just getting interested in coding. So what I kind of did was came up with a course that was really designed to teach people who are interested in coding and automating uh, the retrieval of information from APIs like Twitter, um, and also just kind of teaching people how to do Python, like right. making it less scary for people to learn how to code. So yeah. that's where it came from and uh, is still running today. I actually have a co-instructor who I'll be introducing in a very short time in a revamped course uh, with updated materials coming very soon. Yeah, you know what's funny is my eight-year-old runs circles around me when it comes to this whole coding thing. He's obsessed with it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> have at it, man. <laughs> if you're not playing Call of Duty yeah. or Minecraft, I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Just go go code something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, you can actually, you can write Python for Minecraft even. So there you go. There you go. Right, a little bit of, of everything. Um, so just a little sidebar on, on how important that type of coding and information is. Uh, for me personally in my business, um, on my show actually, I had a guest uh, a few months ago. Um, who does Python coding uh, and analysis. So we had these PDF files from New York City for open source, um, uh, or I'm sorry, for uh, their open data uh, 311 system. So she actually wrote oh, a code yeah. to analyze the 311 data, and we were pulling out prior complaints on premises cases, slip and falls, potholes, things like that, um, where you know the city would turn over their data set, but it's you know, 20 million records and say, you know, God bless you. Good luck in <laughs> finding what you need to find. We've yeah, turned it over exactly. right? and uh, hit a home run. So like what you do, that kind of background stuff, so important in our industry and what we do, I think people take it for granted. 
Um, but there's definitely a home for that, uh, that type of knowledge. And it's, it's actually really, really important. So I, I appreciate you taking that different avenue of, of approaching investigations. Cool. Yeah, no, and you're right. Like there's lots of applications for this stuff, you know, whether you're, and I know it sounds like this very, you know, 20 years in the future, but I think it's coming much sooner than that, where the, the average private investigator is going to have to get a little more comfy with data tools, even if that means it's Microsoft Excel, um, because even working cases with investigations firms, um, you know, sometimes you're dealing with volumes of data and you are not going to get you know, a thousand billable hours to go through a bunch of PDFs and things like that were a common problem. And having a little bit of coding chops uh, really could take a 10 hour job and turn it into a one hour job and you can really pull some really nice results out. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's not even the, the, the budget and the hours and that's important, you know, but at, at the end of the day, what's most important is the results, right? Did you find what you were looking for? Did you, is the task at hand? Are we, you know, crossing it off the list is there's nothing out there or did you, you know, get what you were looking for at least having comfort that you unturned every stone and you looked and did whatever you can do. I think that's really important. So what do you think are are good characteristics of an investigator? Somebody who, who's interested in in tooling around and doing this kind of stuff, like what would you say would be the attributes that uh, if you were hiring somebody you would be looking for? Yeah, I think, uh, again, my favorite word when it comes to a great investigator is tenacity. Um, you know, I wrote an entire post on it, and and really that is, to me, the hallmark sign of a good investigator. Mm-hmm. Techniques can be taught. Tricks can be taught. There's, you know, endless training courses, uh, people running them all the time, teaching you the latest and greatest stuff. Um, but underpinning all of that is tenacity, the ability to just keep going when everybody else quits or to come up with ideas when everybody else tends to want to just like turn around and run the other way or just call it a day. So to me, uh, everything else is secondary to tenacity. That's the biggest thing that I look for. Right, right. So you you touched on it briefly, um, but let's cover it a little bit more, like trends and, and topics as to where this industry is going like where do you see the the, the future of this type of work um, heading yeah I mean I this is really a timely question since my talk is really not necessarily an OSINT talk for osmosis right. it's about no scent no right. that yeah. in order for people to start solving complex investigative questions whether that's fraud whether it's financial crime or other stuff homicides, whatever it might be, it's going to require that an investigator really starts to expand their knowledge and not necessarily like you got to become an expert in 19 different things. It's more about getting that, you know, inch deep, mile wide kind of knowledge base. And a lot of what I talk about is how I examined other people's work or was involved in projects where it required everything from cell phone analysis to a little reverse engineering and coding in order to pull information out, uh, you know, also coupled with OSINT. But in order to pull information out that's actionable, that's useful, required all of these skills. And without all of those skills, you would not have been able to answer these questions or make discoveries. Right. So I think this is going to become more and more common, particularly since Uh, A lot of our work is moving to mobile and you have to start understanding that like not every mobile app has a companion web app that we can go and use our traditional methods against. Not every mobile app is something that you can just turn on in an emulator 
and intercept all the messages. Correct. It is becoming harder and harder to do these things because app makers are getting a little smarter. So it is going to either require that you really become comfortable with doing this stuff or you're going to have to start turning away the work that involves doing some of this analysis. So that's really where I think things are going, that investigators are going to have to be more well-rounded, even if that means that they have enough knowledge in an area to be able to speak properly to an expert in that area that they've hired or that they work with. Uh, Even that is a significant step up from where I think... uh, the average kind of investigators at right now, but we need to get better. Yeah. You got to be tenacious, right? Got to be tenacious. And trust me, if like a rural, uh, you know, <laughs> acreage dwelling, uh, caveman like me can figure this stuff out, anybody can do it. And most people are super friendly and you can always reach out to people for help and which I do all the time and, and find it. So right. It's, it's not as scary as people make it sound. Yeah, you bring up a good point here. So that's like one of the beautiful things about the osmosis community and being in, involved in it is that ability to meet like-minded people, people that have that same tenacious spirit that, that you have that want to solve problems and using them as a soundboard to uh, solve your problem. I've been going for a couple yeah. of years now and just uh, the relationships that I've built, you know, I've met people that, you know, they can do stuff that's way out of my pay grade. You know, like I said, my, my eight year old codes better than I do. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> when it comes to the technical, I need to lean on those relationships, right. And really understand um, how, how to do that stuff. So interesting. You're talking about the, the mobile and, and all that. So there'd been some great uh, presentations on that last year. I know Amber Schroeder from Paravent did a whole uh, pre-con talk on on that and her room was standing room only like they literally you could not cram one more person into the room for her presentation yep. and it was like a six-hour thing too it was like uh crazy but uh you know that yeah. that's that's where the future's going right that kind of stuff so i thought you you brought up uh some some good points there so what are some of the uh the challenges i guess of, of trying to get this work done in the current environment, right? Obviously things have changed a little bit with, uh, with COVID-19. How is that up in Canada? Are you guys getting slammed uh, as bad as we are down here or is it a little bit different? <laughs> no, no, we're not getting slammed uh, as badly uh, down there. I personally haven't seen a major shift in, in any type of like investigative work or anything like that. I think that, you know, the nature of the work that most of us do is pretty virtual already, right. which is quite nice. But I mean, up here, we, we have different challenges than, uh, than you guys do down in the States, but we're, uh, our lives are quasi back to normal um, up here. Um, but I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't heard any Canadian investigators mention to me specifically that they've, you know, seen anything really weird because of COVID. I, I definitely think that folks work probably slowed down for a period of time while everybody figured yeah. out how they're going to live and everyone, you know, the rest of that. But yeah, um, yeah no other major, uh, no other major kind of impacts um, that, that I've seen in the industry anyway. Yeah, I know that the Canadian investigators that I've talked to, they do a lot of surveillance. So for them, they were freaking out a little bit in the whole idea of wearing a mask and trying to identify somebody positively. <laughs> it's, a ch- yeah. it's a challenge, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, <laughs> One of many challenges when doing surveillance in COVID, I guess. Yeah, somebody's got to come up with some better facial recognition, right? That just uh, cuts out the mouth. You, know, just, you can uh, ID somebody just by their eyes and the bridge of their nose. And they'll make millions. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> Come on, Justin, get working on that. <laughs> no, no, no thanks. I'll pass on that one. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so if you weren't doing what you're doing, what, what do you think you would do? If you weren't the, the techie, the, the tinkerer, the tenacious guy, um, what, oh. what do you think you'd be doing besides this kind of stuff? Oh, super easy. I'd make music. Yeah, I'm right there totally. with you. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, totally. There's a, And there's like a bunch of people in OSINT who are super talented musicians or yeah. producers. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool to, because uh, I am neither a super talented musician or producer. Right. Um, so it's been really cool to kind of go to folks and be like, teach me everything you know, or right. how do you make this sound, or you know, what are the components of a good song? You know, these types of things. So totally, if I wasn't doing that... I would be making music. So what's your instrument of choice? I play a bunch of different instruments. So I play drums, guitar, keyboard. Um, that's that's I, uh, that's all I have so far. And then uh, I do looping. So right. use a uh, use a looper with all of the instruments. It's, Very cool. It's a ton of fun. How about you? Very cool. So I'm you a play? yeah, I'm a bass player. I actually play in my church, right? And it's like contemporary Christian music. So I'm like this this metalhead mm-hmm. right, that grew up and found myself like doing this, and I, I love it. And, you know, it's funny you're saying what you're saying because uh, we, we actually put out our first album last year. And to take a week ah. off from being an investigator and actually now being a musician and, and preparing to record a live album and seeing what goes into that is pretty amazing. Yep. Our producer was, he'd been nominated for a Grammy. He won a, a Dove Award. So it was like, it was like the real deal. Whoa. Yeah, like really cool stuff. So, uh, and watching him with the loops, putting stuff together as we, when we were writing. I can totally yeah. relate to that. It's amazing. Quantizing is a very beautiful thing <laughs> to bring everything yeah, all together. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Especially so, for a bass player, you're like, wait a second, you can just click that note and yeah, make it perfect. Yeah, everybody always teases the bass player, right? You got one job, play one note, right? But it, there's so much more to that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. That's but, really uh, that's really cool. That's the one. It's the next instrument I gotta get is a is a bass guitar. Wow. I just don't I don't have one, and uh, I have a Gibson SG that I can uh, pitch down to make it sound like a bass guitar, but sure. it's not quite the same. Yeah, no, it's, um, a, it's different, man. It's different. I've got. So uh, uh, you're gonna have to send me some. Uh, you're gonna have to send me some recommendations for nice basses. Now, wait, now we've become friends now, right? <laughs> now we're, yeah, now exactly. We're relating. We're totally geeking See, out here. <laughs> <laughs> completely geeking out here. Uh, you know, my wife is yeah. like, you can buy another bass guitar when you grow another arm. Like, you know, I've hit the max already. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it, totally that, that's it. So, like, all joking aside, though, I think it's, it's really important to have, like, hobbies like that because I find, like, when I'm able to be creative and, and get that kind of out of my system, I'm a much better person than mm-hmm. around. Like, if I'm not picking up an instrument and, and jamming with my friends and doing whatever, you know, it just it doesn't seem right. I, I feel like I, I work better, right? I do better investigative work if I can get this other creativity out of uh, out of me. So... Totally. Finding your passion. Yep. Wow. I would have never uh, pictured you to be the, the music guy, but that's uh, that's cool. We, oh, I'm a total. If you look at my Twitter profile, it is literally the most accurate picture of me. I always have headphones glued to me at all times. From right. Pretty much the minute I get up to the minute I go to bed, I have a set of headphones around my neck. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great. And you're right. Like, it's uh, particularly if you're looking at, I have like a major. I'm like a major fanboy of mashups and remixes. So uh, what I love about that is just that you kind of have to reverse engineer a song and figure out guitar licks and figure out the little drum hits and figure the stuff all out and then kind of put it all together again. And that really speaks to the, uh, 
you know, that part of my brain that spent countless hours, you know, looking at the same pieces of code or doing yeah. the mundane work of yeah. like hacking is really actually quite mundane work for the most part. But it really speaks to me because it's like really therapeutic and, you know, it's a lot of fun as you figure those things out. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I get a ton of enjoyment from it. And most people know that I'm like just a complete and utter music uh, nerd. So, so uh, that- I really uh, I really enjoy it. And Dutch Osen guy. Yeah. Uh, if if you all know him, Nico, is, that's Nico, is, right? A, yeah, Nico yeah. is yeah. an extremely talented music producer. So I mean, extremely talented uh, has been charted before. So I just outed him on a podcast. Yeah. Um, but he's a he's a very 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 skilled music guy, um, and my go to person for like all questions music. <laughs> so uh, also another major music nerd. If you ever get him on, he'll talk for hours for sure. So I think like I'm sniffing that uh, San Diego 2021. Like we're going to be bringing our instruments, and there's going to be like some impromptu <laughs> jamming going on. I just know it's going to happen. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll That's have so one awesome. of those like flat wheeling carts. Bring all my gear along, you know, and we'll just. Uh, We'll just set it up on stage and play in between speakers. I got a really nice travel bag for for one of my bass guitars. Like I've I've done it. Like we've, we've, we've taken up. Like I, I'm I'm a pro. It's not a problem. You you tell me. I'll bring it. I'll show up go. and and we'll we'll get it done. Uh, that's really really nice. funny. The other thing is is my producer, the guy who produces the podcast, is an amazing musician. Also, he's got albums out too. Ah. And uh, actually, the song that you, you're going to hear on this, uh, you know, that you hear in the intro and the outro, was one of his songs. Um, he put out an album. It was last year or the year before. He played every instrument, everything. He did like drums, keyboard, guitar, singing, like 100% written, recorded, and produced by one guy. Just he he wanted to see if he could actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. His name's uh, Joey Salvia. Yeah. That's the the soundtrack in in Uh my head is the name of it. That's actually the the song is actually um, the the theme for this, uh, for the show. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Good stuff. That is super cool, and I have a totally deep appreciation. There are people like this, like everywhere. You stumble across somebody on a YouTube channel, and your jaw just drops because they can play every instrument better than you could ever play one. (laughs) You know, you're like, oh man, I just want to put all this gear down and go crawl in a corner. (laughs) But it's, uh, you know, as a musician, it's always super cool to see someone who can who can play every instrument and. If they can sing on top of it, that's really the cherry on top. Yeah, it's the, amazing. Uh, it's of on, the cake, man. Absolutely that, amazing. That's so really incredible. Um, hopefully, we still have people listening to this as you and I have just geeked out for about the last five minutes. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. I'm sure. Or all the musicians will come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, yeah, I got like this old Fender Strat that I play. You know? exactly. You'll get those emails. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, Justin, this has been awesome, man. I really uh, appreciate you taking the time. And again, it's like, uh, I feel. Feel like you're one of those guys that they're like he's out there Every, you know the name is so familiar but who is he right nobody really knows um, <laughs> so uh you, you've de- demystified the uh the legend here so i appreciate that man thank you so much <laughs> i don't know how much legend man but uh, thank you very much for having me on the show <laughs> yeah great so uh, i look forward to your presentation and folks really consider signing up for this conference because it's something new right you can do it from home and you can tap in and tap out. And if you need to go back and refresh the materials there, the format that they have for um, OsmosisCon is pretty amazing. I've actually gone on the platform already. Uh, sign up early because there's a lot of pre-conference content that's going to be out there. And uh, really take advantage and get your money's worth for uh, for what they're doing. So thanks, everybody, for, um, for tuning in. Justin, thank you again for uh, lending uh, your, your time here. 
to talk a bit and we're going to uh, we're going to catch at the conference and we'll catch everybody uh, next week we're going to have a regular episode back on monday and then we'll be back on thursday with uh, another quick hits thank you everyone have a good day thanks for joining us for this quick hit segment we thank justin for checking in would you believe these guys spoke off mic for another 45 minutes about music and by the way matt thank you I do appreciate the kind words and support for my music as well. And for those of you who are interested, just visit joeysalvia.com, S-A-L-V-I-A. Now, folks, you don't want to miss this conference. You can review all this content from your desk at home. So many great things lined up. Go to www.osmosiscon.com for more details. Also, be sure to check out theinvestigatorstoolbox.com for some other great benefits from Cynthia and her team, exclusive for only Toolbox members. Thanks for tuning in and check out the next regular episode on Monday.